views expressed on this program are not necessarily those of WTJX, its board, staff, or underwriters. Good day and welcome to Ability Radio. This is our final show for 2023. I'm your host today, Angus Drago, and joining me is Achi Jennings, Attorney Achi Jennings, um, Attorney Kishma Francis, and Shami Carr. Those are our team members today for this show. We are going to do some recapping of some of the things that we did or some of the things we are going to continue to do in 2024. Um, for us today, we, we know some of the burning issues and mental health is a big one. Also education. Um, there are transportation issues as well. Um, vocational rehab, um, access, that's a big thing, especially if you've um, gone to Christiansted Town lately with all the construction that's going on. So for us, um, I'll start with um, Attorney Jennings first. Uh, I will just disc he'll discuss with us some of um, the things that we've done for 2023 and some of the things that we're going to be doing for 2024. Um, Archie. All right. Good morning, listening audience. Um, I'm Archie Jennings. I'm the Director of Advocacy and Assistant to the Executive Director. As um, Mr. Drago mentioned, there's very many programs that we interface with. One of the major ones is that although we receive federal funds, we also have contracts. Uh, our con major contract is with the Northeast ADA Center which focuses on integrating ADA throughout the entire society. We are part of a 10 regional uh, offices, and we represent the Virgin Islands on the Region 2 uh, offices of Northeast ADA, which covers New York, New Jersey, Puerto Rico, and the Virgin Islands. Some of the other aspects of under that broad umbrella of the 11 uh, federal grants and the contracts that we have covers a lot of other subject areas, which will I will turn over to uh, Shami Carr and Attorney Francis, and we will they will discuss some of the aspects they've done in the past year and that we plan to do in the future for FY24. I want to turn it over to Shami Khan. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Great to be here. Great to be part of the show today. So as Attorney Jennings was saying that we are part of the Americans with Disabilities Act Regional Center out of Cornell University. And I have the pleasure to work under that grant and been able to do a lot of kind of good things, but also creative because we've had post-pandemic and I'm going to focus a little bit right now on employment, where we've had a lot of different partners, and I want to mention them by name, that have worked collectively in the last three years, not just to celebrate the Americans with Disabilities Act, but also advance the employment opportunities for people with disabilities in the territory. So some of our partners include the Small Business Development Center and also Virgin Islands University Center for Excellence in Development of Disability, 
Both of them are housed at the University of the Virgin Islands. We have the USVI Economic Development Authority, USVI Department of Labor. We've got the Governor's 88 Office, uh, Vocational Rehab, Island Therapy Solutions. And on a quarterly basis, we have the Federal Equal Employment Opportunity Commission out of Miami, who comes and trains, whether it's virtual or in person, to help mainly the employers and, and also people with disabilities understand the federal law and the federal resources that are available. So what we've done a fair amount of activities related with this group. One of them I want to mention is a creative way to do recruitment. We know there's a labor shortage and also there's been some difficulties doing recruitment during the pandemic. So DRCVI decided to try something different. It's called the Employer Recruitment Roundtable. This is an online event. And it really brings together choice employers like the VI government, UVI, um, for-profits, non-profits, uh, people, uh, employers in hospitality. We've had Ritz Carlton. They come to be able to talk about their application process, their career ladders, and also the diversity initiatives, which includes disability. So the re Employer Recruitment Roundtable has been one of the outcrops of this group. And we do them every three to four months. So be looking for that in the new year as well. Another thing that we do quite extensively is we help people with disabilities if they're looking or thinking about work is to help them kind of what we call blend and braid different employment services. So if we have, if they're eligible for vocational rehab and they're also can benefit from Department of Labor, we can help people with disabilities navigate that so they can get the best of both of those employment services that they're qualified for. And the last thing I want to briefly mention about employment is we also work with Social Security beneficiaries, those who receive Social Security Disability Insurance, SSDI, and we work with that in two ways. If you are someone who has SSDI in the Virgin Islands and would like to work but not sure where to start, you can come to us and we can tell you about two things. One is the partners that we work with with Ticket to Work program out of Puerto Rico and other ones throughout the country as well. And also really most important is what they call the Community Work Incentive Coordinator. And she is out of Puerto Rico as well. And she's certified by Social Security to provide benefits counseling for those residents of the Virgin Islands who receive SSDI. So be looking for that in the future as well, particularly the first quarter when we'll work with both the benefits advisor as well as the ticket program to bring more information on those folks who are potentially looking to return to work with benefits. And uh, Attorney Jennings, I'll bring it back to you. Let's cut in for a quick moment. Um, can you expand a little bit on that? Because when you say uh, people with disabilities on the SSDI who want to go back to work, there are other folks who are receiving benefits, but they are sometimes skeptical about going back to work and losing their benefits. Can you expand a little bit on that? Sure. There's actually a lot of myth around returning to work when you're on benefits. And that's something that we absolutely address because what it does is it causes anxiety and then it becomes a deterrent for people to return to work. So when if your person is receiving SSDI and would like to return to work, the first thing that we would connect you with is the benefits advisor. They will tell you in terms of the different safety nets that are available and those safety nets go for almost eight and a half years. So some people are more concerned about their medical insurance, the Medicare, opposed to the cash benefits. 
there's a safety net for the insurance as well. So this is something that right from the beginning, we want to make sure that the beneficiaries know exactly what will happen to their benefits so then they can make a decision on, yes, I'd like to proceed forward. I might want some help through a ticket to work program. But the most important is that they know exactly how the benefits will look as they proceed to look to go to back, go back to work. Thank you for that, Shami, because I know a lot of people on disability who a little skeptical about trying to go back to work because they figure they might lose their benefits. So thank you for clarifying that. You are going back to Achi? Yes. Okay. Um, one of the things I wanted to emphasize is that we are part of a network of protection and advocacy agencies. We're one of 57 agencies. There's one in every state and territory. And part of the issues that we cover uh, we also are interconnected on a national level through training and advocacy from this network as well. So we bring that information back to the Virgin Islands to integrate it into the uh, work that we do with the community. And we really emphasize self-advocacy and organizational advocacy for issues. And as part of that, one of the major um, undertakings that we've taken from years ago was the education department and assuring that everyone gets a fair and appropriate uh, public education who are entitled to it. And our lead on that is uh, attorney Kishma Francis, and I'll let her explain some of the work she's been doing over the last two to three years. Good day. My name is Kishma B. Francis. I am a staff attorney here at the, the Disability Rights Center of the Virgin Islands. Also, I am the project director for the Parent Training Information Center. And under um, the Parent Training Information Center, we did some exceptional work last year. Um, so what we did is we created a youth empowerment leadership program by using not only the Parent Training Information Center grants, but also grants from SPAN. And this youth empowerment leadership program that we call YELP, um, it's actually, we were actually able to implement it in one of the schools, the Edith Williams Alternative Academy. And it's under the AVID class, it's, which is a career-focused class. And in this program, what we did is we focus on leadership, we focus on careers, we focus on self-advocacy, we focus on self-determination, we focus on self because these students, um, they've been labeled so much. So we tried to actually create an avenue for them to build themselves up um, and build their self-esteem. Shami um, has been the integral person over there at the um, Edith Williams uh, Alternative Academy because she has been the one teaching the classes. And um, what we did is once we got a really good foothold on the classes, which are being taught Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., we presented at the NEPAC conference. The NEPAC, um, it was originally the Northeast uh, Regional Parent um, Training, Parent uh, Assistance Conference, but they changed the name, unfortunately, I don't remember it. And what they we did at this conference is we presented on how not only to collaborate with stakeholders in the community, but also to create a program that could assist youth. 
Now, we're the Disability Rights Center of the Virgin Islands, and what we did is we created this program to focus on at-risk youth, and we approached our um, parent um, advisor, and she told us at-risk youth can be um, used as far as under the funding, so this was great. Uh, so we had parents that successfully represented themselves in administrative hearings, and these administrative hearings included um, with the Office of Civil Rights Mediation, also in front of the Virgin Islands Department of Education, uh, where there were formal complaints. We had an opportunity to provide outreach to the seniors on St. John. This wasn't under the Parent Inf Information Center, but it was under the medical outreach, which was done by Don. And what we did is we visited the seniors. We visited the seniors at the senior centers. And also we visited the seniors at Hawk, Hawks Nest Beach. So we did outreach, we provided information and in order to provide um, goodies for the seniors, we teamed up with VIA. And VIA provided us with bags and um, towels and cups and different uh, memorabilia um, to place in the bag and the seniors really appreciated it. We also got an opportunity to talk to the teachers at Julia Sprout about self-care um, and during their professional development. And that was very important to us because we've been trying to get to Julia Sprout and we finally got the opportunity. And not only did we talk about self-care, but we also gave them our information to give up to the give out to the parents because St. John has been one of those communities that we really would like to reach, but we didn't have the opportunity to reach. So as far as for any more highlights for 2023, it's just that any opportunity that we had that we were given to provide services, outreach, advocacy to our community, um, we were so grateful for, even at Tutu Park Mall, which was, which is one of our major partners, uh, Mr. Juan Christian, he always opens the door for us to come and do our outreach. So we have been grateful, we have been lucky, we have been hopeful for 2024. Um, so hopefully we can continue these partnerships. So I think that sums it up for 2023. So I will turn it back over to Attorney Janet. In serving the community, not only do we do outreach and training, but we also have the obligation to do monitoring of facilities for abuse and neglect, as well as follow up in the school system with regard to any abuse and neglect issues. So therefore, the Virgin Islands um, Protection Advocacy Agency, known as D Disability Rights Center of the Virgin Islands, also um, interacts with on a national level to assure that the standards that are created and regulate facilities here in the Virgin Islands or off-island, if you have a loved one who's been placed off-island, we will reach out and assure that they are safe and secure in their locations. So investigations is one of the aspects that we do. Information and referral services, at times direct legal representation through organizations or and dealing with self-empowerment 
for persons to do self-advocacy sort of rounds out the scope of the work we do. And of course, we do a lot of screening because there's only uh, three or four of us out there doing the legal work and as well as the advocates doing training and um, organizing our what we do in office and as part of the whole goal is to assure persons with disabilities are totally integrated and part of the uh, social fabric in the Virgin Islands and the United States. Um, if there's any comment or follow-up, well, I'm going to turn it back over to Angus. Thank you, Achi. Um, I want to circle back to Kishma, um, Attorney Francis. She mentioned a lot of activities on St. Thomas, and I know she has plans for St. Croix as well. It's been a little bit more of a challenge on St. Croix, um, but we, we've worked with Beyond Visions, different groups, Island Therapy, and um, some of the government agencies like the Head Start uh, Parent-Teacher Associ Parent Association. So if you can expand a little bit on that, Kishmer, let us know what you have planned for us for 24 on St. Croix since that we've gotten a lot of the pilot things on St. Thomas and they've been very successful. Yes, um, actually, you're correct. We've done some stuff on St. Croix. Uh, we did the training for Head Start, and this time we did it in person, which was very good. Um, and also we did the parent, teacher, staff, a student association, the staff members, we did training. Um, for 2024, we want to do more projects. One project in particular that we're doing on St. Thomas, St. John, St. Croix is our hygiene project, and that will be in March. And that will be, we'll be giving out information and products to the students. So that will be a huge thing. We would really love really love for more opportunities to um, get to speak to organizations in St. Croix. We've done it at Tropical Behavioral Services and where we invited parents and, um, and the service providers, more stuff like that. That's what we want to do. So we're trying to open more doors. We also want to extend our Yelp program over to St. Croix. But, you know, we've been trying to just get someone <laughs> to let us in, just let us in a door in St. Croix to um, just implement this program. So we're hopeful that we can expand that program. So if you're listening, help us out. All right. I'm sending back to Angus. Um, just I, I would just want to stay right there for a second and have you talk a little bit about um, what we plan to do with parents and encouraging them and giving them the tools so they could self-advocate um, for their children. Can you expand a little bit on that? I know we have plans for that for next year. Yes. Um, as far as parents are concerned, we want to start doing a reading literacy program um, and it's going to be virtual. However, it's going to be where it's interacting with the parents and we're targeting zero to three-year-old because we're looking at part C of IDEA. It's been, I, I think we, it's our numbers have been underrepresented because those parents don't really come to us. Um, we normally see part C, part B, which is the students in within the Virgin Islands Department of Education. That's who we normally see. 
also what we've done is we are hiring, we did hire a parent advocate. And this parent advocate is not only going to assist the parents by going into IEP meetings, but pro provide training for these parents. Our goal in 2024 is to actually create stronger parent advocates because these parents know about their child. They know what their child needs. They know, um, and even if they don't know what their child needs, they we want to educate them enough to gain nowhere to go for assistance. So we're hoping to roll out some more trainings in person and virtual, um, but we need you guys to attend. We need the parents to come out. We need you because information is valuable. And the IDEA has nothing but parental rights written in there. And we want to tell you all about those rights, but you know, if you're not there, we can't tell you. <laughs> so, um, but we want to train you. We want to train you to advocate for your child. So we'll be sending out some training information. And when we do, please hop on. Thank you, um, Tony Francis. Um, actually, I want to circle back onto you in the mental health piece. I know in 2009, we um, won our case against the Department of Health and the Department of Human Services to institute a comprehensive case management system in the Virgin Islands. Uh, can you add um, a little bit of comment on that and i can say that i've made some contact with the department of health and i'm in discussions with the the director for mental health so we're hoping we could move the needle on it but give us a little bit about what that um court case was about and and and, and what the results um, came came about okay well the court case was a result of the lack of a mental health system in the Virgin Islands that was started in 2000. Yeah, well, actually the year 2000, there was a national training uh, advocacy center that had done a audit of the Virgin Islands and had made some recommendations. So essentially we took those recommendations and converted it into a lawsuit, which resulted in the uh, completion of a strategic plan uh, in 2014. That strategic plan has been stalled, but we have uh, just recently found out through some research that the Department of Health has a comprehensive uh, improvement plan, which incorporates some of the aspects that's in the, um, what I call the VI Alliance strategic plan. So with that plan uh, and the government's plan, hopefully, elements of the uh, system will be reestablished. We're looking for primary caregivers or primary uh, physicians to be uh, available or make themselves available to uh, be the source of medical administration, um, more incorporation of the um, community health centers as being um, primary su suppliers of medication administration and for more uh, empowerment of individuals and families to assure that those elements that are improved stay in place. We've lost ground because of the hurricanes and as of COVID-19, but with the, uh, I think, implementation of the government's 20, I think it's called a 2030 plan, which 
we will be circulating and advocating for implementation with other uh, service providers that perhaps a system will be put in place, which includes a comprehensive case management plan for persons um, with who are consumers of mental health services. It's a long haul, but it's Virgin Islands is pretty much in the same place as many, um, I would say, non-urban areas in the United States. So mental health services is is severely lacking throughout the territory as well as the United States as well. So hopefully there will be more money poured into the system to assist individuals with mental health services. Thank you, Hachi. And- <laughs> Thank, thank you, Aji. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to manage our, our time here. I know it's a little bit limited. I, did, I didn't want us to leave without um, addressing transportation because transportation is very important. Um, we've always brought up the issue of not having jet bridges to accommodate people with disabilities, especially people with mobility issues. Um, we've done a lot of training. I know you've done and Shami as well, sensitivity training with VI um, Tran, uh, Vitran Plus for their drivers, um, the staff, and also the riders, because that's important as well. Um, people being courteous to each other to to ensure that there's a smooth transition in with asking for, for, for transportation services and being able to get it delivered and delivered on time. Um, I also wanted to mention that I've, we've had conversations with the ADA coordinator. We'll be doing some projects with him. Um, a big part of it has to do with um, with, with access, uh, especially in, in, in our town. So that's something to look forward to for next year. And as I mentioned, I know we're running out of time. I don't want to run out of time without mentioning that you can reach us at our offices in St. Croix, 772-1200, in St. Thomas, 776-4303. We, uh, drcvi.org is our website. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and also Instagram. And um, either if you are trying to reach somebody in St. Thomas and you call St. Croix, the calls can go over to St. Thomas as well. So any of those numbers would work. Uh, we are a small community. You meet us on the street. Go to our website, get familiar with our faces. Our faces are there. You meet us on the street. We can also take um, information from you on the streets if you can't come to the office. Um, I know I'm rushing. I just want to give uh, two seconds to each of our team members to for last words. Last words for me are you have a great team working at DRCVI. They're enthusiastic, they're committed, and will we'll progress toward a more integrated society through the efforts of people like Shami, Kishma Francis, yourself. Um, we have a new attorney, Kishma Creaky, who runs the St. Thomas office, Nadia over in St. Croix as well, and our communications manager. It's a great team. Let's go forward for 24. Thank you, Ashley. And just a couple of words from the employment advocate, that's what I do mostly, is that there is a labor shortage. And please know that people with disabilities can help fill that gap. And we're ready here to serve you and give you advancement in your employment situation. Thank you, Shami. 
Looking forward to a great 2024 filled with partnerships. Okay, thank you, everyone, and have a great day. The views expressed on this program are not necessarily those of WTJX, its board, staff, or underwriters.